Welcome to Franchise Fix. My name is Ted and joining me are my dogs in the background if you're watching on YouTube. Today I wanted to talk about a brand new franchise TV show called Star Wars The Bad Batch on Disney+. Before I go any further, happy May the 4th to any and all Star Wars fans out there, and happy Revenge of the 5th as well because that's probably when this episode's going to drop on the 5th of May. And with that, let's start the discussion about uh, the new show, Bad Batch. So this is a spin-off series from the animated Star Wars Clone Wars series. And the Bad Batch first shows up in uh, four episodes in the final season of the Clone Wars. I encourage you to watch those if you don't know who the Bad Batch are, or if you need kind of a recap as to who they are and what they did and what their significance was. And uh, I'm going to go into just a quick background of the Bad Batch and uh, who the members of it are, who the main characters are going to be in this show, uh, presumably. So let's get into that. Uh, so Clone Force 99, a batch of clones who were born with desirable genetic mutations that made them superior soldiers as a result of genetic manipulation, are the subject of this show. So they are the Bad Batch, so to speak. Each one of the members acquired certain abilities unique to the team. So uh, the leader of this team is Sergeant Hunter, who possesses a talent for leadership and can sense electromagnetic fields given off by droids. Uh, another member is Crosshair, who has exceptional vision that is far superior to that of a standard clone, which allows him to dispatch targets at extremely long distance. Tech is considered the unit's resident genius and is an expert slicer and problem solver. He's also skilled in decryption, language skills, military tactics, and improvisation, which probably is going to help him with his SNL audition. Sorry. Uh, and Wrecker is the squad's muscle thanks to his enhanced strength, has a dark sense of humor revolving around, revolving around destroying things, but he's deeply loyal to his fellow squad mates. And that's the original crew, but they do add one more member in those four episodes of The Clone Wars. And that is Echo, who is one of the main clones that you follow along with in The Clone Wars. And uh, Echo, who was captured by Separatist forces during the Battle of Lola Sayu, was turned into a cyborg by the Techno Union. Uh, following a key victory at Anaxis, Echo decides to join the Bad Batch squad and is equipped with his own unique armor. And this is after he's rescued, is found out to be a cyborg, and he really doesn't feel like he belongs with the regs or regular clones, so to speak. So he feels more at home with this new kind of ragtag group of clones who have these special unique abilities and uh, he has some of his own now that he's a cyborg as well so i recorded this part of the episode prior to actually watching the first episode of the bad batch that's because i just had some thoughts and i wanted to share those as far as creating this series releasing it uh what it means, and how I felt about it when I first heard about it. So, regarding that specifically, how I felt about it when I first heard about it, 
I was kind of off put a little bit. Not that I'm ever going to complain about getting more Star Wars content, but it seemed kind of odd that we were getting a spin-off series about this group of clones who might be interesting, but we only got four episodes of them in the final season of the Clone Wars and they were kind of mashed in there. Uh, the, the episodes weren't the strongest of that final season and it just seemed odd that they were grabbing for these characters who we didn't really have much of a connection to yet if you had watched the entirety of uh, Star Wars Clone Wars series. I thought maybe we'd get something maybe following Captain Rex, who was one of the main clones in the Clone Wars, uh, specifically after everything that happens in the finale of the Clone Wars. If you haven't watched it, spoiler alert, I'm going to talk about it a little bit here, but specifically, he is able to resist the control and the urge to uh, enact Order 66, uh, with some help from Ahsoka, obviously. Um, so I thought it would be really interesting to follow somebody like him because he's a clone who had that urge, was a very important clone in the Clone Wars, but ultimately kind of diverged from the rest of the clones who ended up enacting Order 66. The Bad Batch, you just don't have much of a connection to them. They're they're unique and interesting. I mean, like I described, they each have their own separate set of abilities, and I did think that would be interesting, and I also thought that if these clones are unique and they're genetically modified, I did have a feeling that maybe somewhere along the way they would maybe not react to Order 66 the way the regular clones did. Obviously, I don't know yet, but we'll see how that goes. I, I just had a feeling that might be the angle they're going for, um, but kind of goes along with my thought as far as uh, following Rex in uh, the aftermath of the end of the Clone Wars and Order 66. But I, I guess that's really all my thoughts, so I, I think they can go in an interesting direction with it, but I just thought it was kind of cheap that they went with this group that we barely have any exposure to and barely have any like real deep connection to, especially after going through so many seasons of the Clone Wars to only get four episodes of these guys and then get a series out of it just seemed a little odd to me. That being said, again, I'm excited for more Star Wars and uh, I'm excited to get into this and uh, watch this episode and talk about it after I've watched it. So when I get back, uh, I'll have watched it and we're going to talk about what happened in the episode and uh, my thoughts on the episode. Alright, so now I've watched the episode and just a warning, spoilers ahead. I don't mess around with non-spoiler stuff, so you've been warned if you haven't watched the episode yet. Alright, so the first thing I noticed in this episode was that the first episode is 75 minutes long. And that seemed really long to me. It's the length of a short movie. So at first I was pretty shocked by this, especially given the length of previous Star Wars shows like Mandalorian, Clone Wars, anything like that. Usually anywhere between 25 to 45 minutes at most. This was pretty lengthy. But again, I'm never going to complain about more Star Wars. So getting into the episode, we begin the episode on Planet Collar where Jedi Master Depa Blaba is leading 
a battle against a Separatist droid army and waiting for reinforcements. News of reinforcements comes soon when her Padawan named Caleb shows up. And if any of those names sound familiar, uh, hold on to that thought. I'm going to talk about that a little later. So the reinforcements come in the form of Clone Force 99, a.k.a. the Bad Batch. They make quick work of the droids and begin to advance against the Separatists with Caleb alongside. Immediately after this, we see some of the regular clones that are already there during the battle receive an order from Emperor Palpatine to execute Order 66, as we should all know by now. They attack Master Balaba. She tells Caleb to run, and then she's killed, of course. They're executing Order 66, executing all the Jedi. Or supposed treason, but we all know that's really not the case. Uh, meanwhile, the Bad Batch are seemingly unaffected by the command. Uh, and they soon discover the details of Order 66, what it is, and only Crosshair in the Bad Batch is really dead set on following the Order. Uh, so he attacks Caleb, but Caleb incapacitates him and runs. Hunter then tracks down Caleb and tries to talk him down, but he doesn't trust him as he shouldn't at this point. Uh, everybody's been attacked by clones, and he jumps across a canyon to escape. Crosshair later regains consciousness and asks what happened to Caleb, and Hunter tells him that he stunned him while he was jumping, killing him. Obviously a lie. Uh, so they regroup on planet Kamino, where the clones are created and trained, obviously. And after discovering that the Clone War is over, Tech explains to the rest of the team the differences between their group and the regular clones as it pertains to the inhibitor chips. In doing so, he says that he assumes they're immune to the order programming due to their enhancements, and that Echo must have lost his access to the commands when he was turned into a cyborg at some point. They're later met by a little girl named Omega, who is apparently a medical assistant to a Kaminoan scientist, and she'll become important later. Uh, soon after, the man we will soon know as Grand Moff Tarkin arrives on Kamino to cancel clone production and to evaluate the clones. Unit 99 is asked to participate in a battle simulation to test their combat effectiveness, and they easily complete it. After this, Tarkin urges the Kaminoans to use live rounds to test them further. They struggle at first, but they complete the simulation thanks to tech reprogramming one of the droids and with some nifty sharpshooting from Crosshair. Tarkin is impressed by the clones, but says that he doesn't necessarily trust their loyalties based on a report by Crosshair saying that Caleb survived. So he then tasks them with snuffing out a Separatist remnant to prove their loyalty to the Empire. So in doing so, they're sent to planet Onderon and find that there are no Separatists there and instead it's Republic fighters led by freedom fighter Saw Gerrera. He tells them that the Clone War is over, but a civil war is beginning against the Empire. The clones let them go, and soon after they find that an Imperial probe droid was tracking them and sends information that they had allowed the Rebels to escape. Uh, Tech then reveals that Omega is another genetically modified clone, and with this knowledge, they decide to head back to Kamino to save her because she's one of them. 
They're met by Tarkin and some troopers and subsequently charged with treason and put into a holding cell. Tarkin then orders Crosshair to be taken away to be scanned and apparently his inhibitor chip is found to be somewhat active. This leads Tarkin to order that the Kaminoans intensify the chip, basically reactivating it. So the rest of the crew end up finding a weakness in the cell. Breaker punches an opening in it, and Omega sneaks out to turn off the ray shield, helping them escape. They escape to the hangar, get their gear, but they're confronted by some of the regs, and those regs are led by Crosshair at this point. So they're double-crossed by Crosshair after his inhibitor chip is intensified. Uh, fighting ensues and Wrecker is wounded, but they escape on their ship after Omega shoots Crosshair's sniper out of his hand while they rescue Wrecker. With few options to seek refuge, they plot a course to what Hunter calls J-19, and that's the end of the episode. So before I go into my thoughts on the episode, I did want to acknowledge what I mentioned before, uh, specifically regarding the names of those two Jedi. So there's Jedi Master Depa Balaba, and there is Padawan Caleb, and it is assumed that that is Caleb Doom, because that's who her apprentice is. And Caleb Doom, if you've watched Star Wars Rebels, you find out that that is the actual name of Kanan Jarrus, who's one of the main characters in that show and ends up being uh, the Jedi Master for Ezra Bridger. So, regarding that, I had never read the comic uh, Kanan before, uh, but I did know, just from tertiary knowledge, that Order 66, from his point of view, was explored in that. So I thought to myself, well... Was the Bad Batch part of that? So I went back and looked at the comic. I found it online, looked at it, and it turns out that it's a bit of a retcon here. So, so it is similar. Depa Balaba is betrayed by her clone battalion. Uh, she is killed by them. Uh, some differences end up being here that she tells Caleb to either stay and fight or run. Later, she does end up telling him to run and that she will catch up to him, uh, which he mentions is uh, the first lie that she'd ever told him, uh, which is pretty sad. I'll, I'm actually excited to go back and read this comic series now that I've uh, just dove into it a little bit. And the big difference here is in the comic... It's just those clones that try to hunt him down and try to find him, and he later escapes. I won't go into much further as far as where he escapes to and what he does. That's for another discussion. Uh, but in this episode, like I mentioned in the summary, it's the Bad Batch who end up tailing him and try to talk him down. It's Hunter who ends up trying to get him to come back to them. Now, maybe you could explain this away as maybe we're missing a little piece in the comic where we don't get the part with the Bad Batch and maybe the parts where the rest of the clone battalion are hunting him, which still happens in the episode, are just surrounding that little area. So it's not a huge retcon, doesn't really uh, shake the fabric of Star Wars or even that comic or even that origin story. 
just might be a little piece of the story that wasn't told. But I just wanted to acknowledge that, as I'm sure some people do look into Star Wars material further than just what's on TV and uh, the movies, like I do. So, just wanted to mention that. So, another thing I wanted to talk about was this J-19 at the end of the episode. Uh, it's mentioned by Hunter, and he says that they basically don't have any more friends in the galaxy anymore, especially now that Crosshair has joined the Empire. Uh, he does say he has one friend, though, on J-19, and that's where he says they're going to go, and that's the end of the episode. So, obviously, that gets everybody wondering what's J-19, and I've watched the Clone Wars series before, but it didn't ring a bell to me. I've watched the entirety of it, but it's been a while and I'm not going to remember a small reference like that over what, seven seasons or so. So I Googled it and the only thing I could find was an article on gamerevolution.com by a Paul Tamburo. Don't know the website, don't know the guy. So if he's wrong, uh, you can take it up with him, I guess. Uh, but I did look into this a little bit further than that, but I'll get into that in a minute. Uh, J-19, according to him, is the location of the Saliakami system. So that's apparently a code for that system. And uh, on the system is a former clone trooper named Cut Lock Wayne, who abandoned his posts after witnessing his squadron murdered in battle. He retreated to a peaceful life as a farmer with his family. And he is one of the few clones who deviated from their path in the army. So I actually remember this guy. This is a former clone, like the guy said in the article, uh, that abandoned his post. And I remembered that he had a Twilic wife and he's got uh, some half Twilic, half human children. And yeah, it did ring a bell as far as that part of it. Now the system, I don't even remember. I think I pronounced it wrong too, but... I did go back quickly on Disney Plus and uh, look at that episode in particular. It's season two, episode 10. And apparently that is the system that they're going to. The only thing I couldn't find, though, was any reference to J-19. So I don't know where this guy gets that from. Um, you know, maybe it's in the episode previous because there's a recap prior to it. But if you've watched The Clone Wars, you know that a lot of the episodes aren't in chronological order. And a lot of times, the recap won't even necessarily be of the previous episode. It will be sort of like the crawl in Star Wars, something that tells you some background information to get you into this new story quickly. So it's kind of a plot device more than anything. So... I didn't find the J-19 reference, but it is interesting that uh, if he is correct that the one clone that we know that defected and started a family and really went off the clone path would be that friend. And that would actually make a lot of sense for the Bad Batch considering they're such anomalies themselves. So now to wrap things up, I kind of just wanted to talk about what my thoughts were overall in the episode, what I liked, what I disliked, and where I really think things are going here. And uh, yeah, let's get into it. So uh, the first thing that I can think of that I really enjoyed from this episode was uh, the animation was great and it was reminiscent of The Clone Wars, uh, which makes sense because it's a Dave Floney-led show. 
uh, and they kept it very consistent with the Clone Wars. In fact, it looked very consistent with the Bad Batch in the Clone Wars, so I was a big fan of that. Um, the action was pretty good as well. Uh, I liked that they used the action to put the members of the Bad Batch abilities on display and, you know, show what each member of the team had to offer. And they've done that before in that four-episode run with them in the Clone Wars, but they did a really good job of that in this episode in particular, and that's going to set up as we go forward. Uh, you know, especially uh, with Crosshair now not in the mix with them, it's going to be interesting to see what they do without a sharpshooter on the team. Uh, another thing was uh, Order 66 from Kanan and the Bad Batch's perspective. Again, I went into a little bit how the Kanan thing's a little bit of a retcon, but that's not a big deal. Uh, but I really enjoyed that we were able to see Order 66 again from the perspective of more characters. One of my favorite things of the game Jedi Fallen Order was seeing it from the perspective of Cal Kestis, and now we get to see it from the perspective of more characters. So... You know, we get it in Revenge of the Sith, we get it in Clone Wars, we get it in Fallen Order, and now we get it in Bad Batch. And it's really great, and I hope we get more in future installments. Uh, I also like that, you know, Crosshair turns what seems like a bit of a small conflict at the beginning of the episode where he just seems like he is a little stringent with the rules and wants to follow uh, every command that's given to him into uh, Tarkin using that and taking advantage of that to exacerbate that need to follow the rules and follow commands and using him against his own team. And I, I like that they're going to have an antagonist that is part of their own team uh, from the beginning. Uh, like I predicted at the beginning of the episode, this episode did come through with, you know, some of the thoughts I had as far as what they were going to do with the Bad Batch. I thought they were going to use them in a way where they were going to say these characters were not affected by Order 66 and, you know, we're going to find out why. And I figured it was something to do with their enhancements and that was the confirmation that I got. So I'm glad that that was explanation and that it was right away you know outside of uh crosshair to a certain extent he was activated somewhat uh the entirety of the bad batch they did not react to order 66 the way that all the other clones did i also really like that we're already seeing some small pieces of the imperial army early into this uh, I'm blanking on one of the pieces that I was trying to remember here, but one thing that I did see was an Imperial probe droid, and I thought that was interesting, because I haven't seen that, at least from my recollection, in anything in the prequel era. So it was really interesting that that quickly that was already being seen. And actually, I just remembered what the other thought was, uh, and I loved the connection to Saw Gerrera, who, you know, is this freedom fighter who is present throughout the prequels and throughout the original trilogy timeline uh, leading up to, I, I guess leading up to the beginning of the original trilogy, not throughout that timeline, uh, you know, his last appearance right before he dies is in Rogue One. 
But he's a really interesting character. Uh, you know, he starts off as somebody who needs help from the Jedi and the clone troopers to show him and his people how to fight back against the Separatists. And then from there, he's fighting the Separatists on his own. And then later on, he's one of the first people to see that the empire is not what it's made out to be to everybody that it's a sham and he really sees it for what it is and i guess to really wrap things in a bow here uh the one thing that disappointed me and i mentioned it at the beginning and this is really just a me thing i think and you know the, the circumstances of creating this show and how they went about it just falls short for me again because I don't feel that connection that you would feel to characters that you've been introduced to before uh, because you only got them in four episodes. And I almost thought like I'd prefer characters that I've never even been introduced to at all in an entire series like you get in The Mandalorian rather than this thing where you're kind of cramming four, uh, four episodes of a small group of characters into a series and it just all short for me from that standpoint but i will say they execute pretty well on all of it so i'm on board i'm always on board for star wars anyway so it's not really that big a deal but it's just like my one big gripe about this well that does it for the discussion on episode one of the bad batch going forward it looks like the new episodes are going to be up on each friday on disney plus starting with this friday Looks like this Tuesday's premiere was just a special treat for May the 4th, but I'm all about it. Uh, tune in here for new episode breakdowns every Saturday after the release of each episode of The Bad Batch. Lastly, please like and subscribe on YouTube if you like our content. Follow us at FranchiseFlix on Twitter, and be sure to subscribe to us on your favorite podcast app. If you want to follow us further, you can follow Andy at twitch.tv slash Darth Buckman and on TikTok at Darth Buckman. You can follow Zach on Twitch at twitch.tv slash grandmoffzz and on Twitter at grandmoffzz. Last but not least, check out the all-Star Wars virtual book club created by Zach called Sacred Jedi Texts on YouTube and your favorite podcast app. Thanks and catch you on the next one.